This is Ashley Hodge with the Sikkim 365 Podcast. I have a special podcast today. I'm, I'm going to talk to Jensen Coe. He's a hedge fund manager, investment guy. I believe you went to Berkeley undergrad and Wharton School of Business. Is that right, Jensen? Uh, that's correct. Yes. And uh, got introduced to him good, through a good friend of mine, Brian Jones, who lives in Waco, a Baylor guy. And uh, Jensen's on the board of uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Uh, so I thought that would be an interesting conversation that um, a lot of our listeners can can relate to and would love to hear his perspectives. Uh, but Jensen, first of all, let me just start off by asking you about your background. You mentioned before we started rolling the podcast that you immigrated to the United States. Uh, you played some baseball. Obviously, you know, you have a, a very impressive educational pedigree. Uh, tell me, you know, what how you came to, uh, you know, be, be in the investment world, but also, you know, how sports has, has shaped your life over the years. Sure. Thank you, Ashley. First of all, really appreciate all your service to the green and gold community for a lot of wonderful things you're doing for the community through uh, good friend, Brian Jones. So yes. it's an honor and privilege to be able to chat with you today. So in terms of uh, me, my being introduced to the investing world, uh, it's really it's by God's grace. I really uh, as a, came to this country as a, as a teenager uh, to California, of all the places. I went to UC Berkeley. Um, so I uh, really didn't know much about investing. And in fact, my first job out of, out of Cal uh, was at Goldman Sachs as a computer programmer. I studied computer science. So really didn't know much about um, finance, but uh, working with these investment bankers and traders uh, the peak in interest uh, in, in the uh, in the finance that world investing uh, became evident. Um, so really, just kind of kept learning and ended up going to business school and finding some wonderful people to learn in Wall Street. So that's an experience that I'm really thankful for. And then as a part of being in the investing world and meeting some people in philanthropy, I got introduced to FCA, which was also just a wonderful um, way to learn about uh, investing in the next generation. Yeah. So um, I'm curious, you know, when you were in California, how did you were, were you a Christian when you came to the United States or did you become a Christian at a later point in your life? You know, how did that uh, uh, relationship with God evolve? Sure. So my grandmother on the, my mom's side was a strong Christian. Uh, she had lived in North Korea and escaped North Korea with my mom, who was five years old, right before Korean War. So uh, from early age, I, I, I was uh, uh, thankful to have that influence of my grandma and my mom taking me to uh, Sunday school and learning about Bible. But I would say that the transition to um, really being more serious Christian happened when I came to New York City and uh, started attending uh, Tim Keller's uh, Redeemer Church. Yes. Um, uh, that was a transformational for me. And the fact that I can still wa work in Wall Street and being able to do God's work as ambassador to uh, this uh, finance world on, on God's uh, behalf uh, was uh, revolutionary. And uh, I still think about that on a daily basis. Yeah. So that's interesting. So um, your grandmother and mother, did they uh, go from North Korea to uh, South Korea? Did they, is that where you grew up or, or um, where's the missing piece there before you went to California? Sure. Yeah. No, thank you for uh, helping to confirm my, my roots. So, uh, <laughs> So yes, so, so my mom uh, was five, and my grandmother uh, was was uh, actually she was widowed at the time. So they escaped and, and they came to Seoul, and then gotcha. when my, my my mom grew up, she, yeah, she met my dad. Um, so I'm a, I was born in Seoul. Got it. Yeah. So um, and, and then went and, and then California, and then on to New York City, and then you, of course you went to business school at Wharton School of Business in uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. 
Um, and then, and then you became, you know, after doing some quantitative, uh, or, or uh, quantitative analysis, you, you kind of got into the hedge fund world, correct? And, and you, yes. uh, the tiger cubs, you were, you're basically a tiger cub for some of those years. Is that an accurate description? Yes, correct. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I know, you know, you've had, uh, some exciting experiences and, and, you know, probably, uh, you know, made a fortune, gone through some, some adversity, you know, in, in that investment world, uh, before we talk about FCA and even, even your passion for, uh, rescuing North Koreans out of North Korea, I'd, I'd love to hear just, you know, how that's, uh, shaped you and, and, you know, what you've, you know, the lessons you've learned along the way, how that might've grown you closer to God. I know you, uh, you work for Archegos, which was, uh, you know, spectacular success and then, and then had a pretty, uh, public, uh, you know, blow up at, at one point, you know, so how did that, uh, how's that shaped your life? Yes, um, I would say um, those experiences, um, good or bad or high or low, so I think uh, just sort of going through it, I would say uh, one constant thing is uh, just community and the people that you're able to associate yourself with and form fellowships with. And I would say that's been the, the biggest takeaway that through all this journey, have met some wonderful people and uh, I would say the Tiger Cub experience, just watching how Julian and his team worked and they taught not only about investing, but the importance of philanthropy and always finding a ways to uh, do business for as a source of good right. has always uh, made a great impression. And, and working even at Archegos and other firms, uh, that's the ethos in which that uh, the, the community that I belong to try to do the best we can. So I take the lessons away. It, it, it's not always going to be smooth sailing, but understanding that that's the mission and do the best you can has been the real takeaway. Yeah, I love that. Um, have there been any authors or, you know, maybe mentors that have really, besides, you know, maybe people outside of the investment world that have really shaped your understanding of philanthropy you know christian worldview those types of things like who's who's been influential in your thinking yeah no thank you ashley for that a couple uh things that stands out to me right now with with, with that question i think first is um i really love uh, bonhoeffer uh, the christian pastor who fought against nazi regime and in life together uh, he um it's one of my favorite books he makes a point about how it's really, in fact, more important for us to know what God did to Israel, to his son, Jesus Christ, than to seek what God intends for us today. Right. And the reason he says is because our salvation is external to ourselves. So there is really no salvation in my life, my history. Uh, it's the salvation is found in Christ. So just understanding that and that is, uh, so in fact, trusting what God did, uh, as said in the Bible, is much more important than what God might be doing in my life. I think that uh, has helped me a lot uh, in, in terms of, uh, even in adversities, realizing that I can't be too trapped into my own reality because the reality of what God is doing is something that I have to be in touch with every day. So so to me, authors like Bonhoeffer, C.S. Lewis, Tim Keller have, have been uh, just a huge um uh, uh, support in terms of uh, maintaining that mindset and um yeah i would say um and there's one other mentor who mentioned to me that uh, hey jensen um and as, as i was getting more uh, responsibilities executive he they he mentioned to me it's just in passing said hey jensen i know you have a lot of influence be sure to get an invitation so that you can actually influence them um from their point point of view hmm. So this idea of receiving invitation to influence 
became something that I try to implement uh, so that sometimes I would work to try to just get an invitation and get ready myself ready so that when that invitation comes, I'm ready to influence uh, in, in his presence. Yeah, that's great. I, I've read a few of Bonhoeffer's books, but, um, you know, cost of discipleship was, was terrific. Mm. Uh, but, but I agree with you life together is probably overlooked, you know, not, not read near as much and, and just has so much, you know, so so many gem gems in it for sure. Mm. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, who's the guy, oh, man, his name's escaping me right now. Um, yep. he runs a, um, he does a radio show and, and it's written a great biography on, uh, Bonhoeffer, uh, he's New York Eric guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric Metaxas. Yeah. yeah. And I read, he wrote another one on Luther, Martin Luther, which was good too. I, um, right. Have you, have you read that biography? Have you, did you, uh, is that crossed your radar? Um, so yeah, I read, uh, Bonhoeffer one. I have not read the Luther one yet. I'm a little behind yeah. right there. So I need to catch up. No, no, no. Yeah. The Bonhoeffer one was the one. I mean, it sounds like he, he's been influential. I was wondering if you'd read that biography that, um, Eric had written. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's turn to FCA. Like, you know, that's uh, probably going to be of interest to, you know, the, the Baylor people listening to this podcast. How did you like get into FCA and, and what, you know, would you like to tell people that might be considering it at the high school level or even the college level, you know, that it's, that how it's helped you and, and, uh, really given you, you know, something that you're passionate about. Sure. So uh, really, um, I got introduced to FCA without really knowing FCA because when I first came to this country, I, uh, my parents signed up me for a little league baseball, and it was just incredible. Where all my foibles were translated into cheering. There's an <laughs> unconditional love from these parents that I met, and there, I was a lone uh, Korean American kid there, uh, so they really showered a lot of love on me, and and I learned English through my coaches there. So I, I just never that experience never escaped me and i i've noticed that i uh, when when my son was born he was going to basketball and uh, going to these basketball games and coaches yelling parents yelling not really supporting the growth of him and his his players that really shocked me and it really uh, made me look around to see what are the ways that i can partner with the right right people to use sports as a way to really like live life better so that's when fca came along and uh, i've been really impressed with the uh, ways that people in fca invested into the lives of people and uh, these camps uh, and churches, uh, just unconditionally um, loving uh, these children and, and teenagers and, and people who are very busy with athletics. So to me, uh, that's, a, that's just been a, a real joy. And I'm trying to learn as much as I can to do likewise to all the young people I meet through uh, FCA camps and other activities. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Like, you know, the encouragement part of it is is sometimes missing you know, in today's society where we have such a pressure to perform, uh, mm. certainly every level you go up, the pressures get higher and, uh, right. you know, big money's at stake. And, and, you know, sometimes adults, uh, take that out on the kids and, and don't, mm. you know, look at the opportunity to mentor these, these kids as, as, you know, something of a life calling. Um, you know, is that, is that really where you see FCA is, is just an important piece in, in a person's, uh, spiritual journey or in, in character development is to, is to get that, uh, you know, life, you know, through sports can be, you know, a, a way to grow closer to God, to build relationships and to, and to really, uh, move your character towards, you know, a God centered character. Right. I and mean, you're so right, Ashley. And just to have uh, coaches who 
not only care about you as a player, but care about you as a person and is willing to give you that spiritual guidance uh, to live life to the fullest, even past the sports uh, time is up. Um, I think that's so precious. And uh, I also love the fact that the people that I work with in, in FCA, they t- take that fellowship aspect of their name very seriously. Yeah. So, like, for example, you mentioned the high pressure. And so for coaches and coaches, uh, family, how do you ensure there's a uh, really a flourishing marriage? And so there's a lot of emphasis on helping leaders to become who they need to become through these type of seminars and guidance and prayers. So I think these are such an important part that makes everything uh, flow well um, from all perspective of life. Right. And, and you know, most uh, high schools probably have an FCA chapter, uh, that's nearby. Correct. Is it, is that correct? Yeah. And so even at the college level, like, um, a school like Baylor, uh, they would have an FCA chapter. Is it open only to scholarship athletes or can anyone be a part of this uh, organization? My understanding is that uh, everyone who's interested in learning and growing in Christ, um, is able to join. Um, and, Yes, there is emphasis on having the coaches and, and student athletes be part of it. But I think uh, we've had pl- uh, plenty of camps and, 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 and uh, meetings where non-sport people were able to follow and join their sporting friends. Right. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Um, well, I, I want to change, move the subject to uh, North Korea. I, I know you were in Waco uh, visiting with Brian Jones and, and trying to you know raise awareness uh, to, you know, helping North Koreans escape, you know, that oppression. Um, it's kind of interesting. I was in Boston a couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago and I was meeting with a client that, uh, her husband was on the USS Pueblo, which was captured by the North Koreans in the Korean war. And, you know, a lot of the uh, people on that ship were tortured and, and the families are now receiving a settlement, um, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, from, from that, uh, terrorist act. And, and, you know, so I, uh, you know, it's and I told you before, you know, I read the book by Yunomi Park, uh, you know, about her journey out of North Korea. Like what, you know, what can you tell us about, um, you know, what you've seen and, and you know, what, how people can help, uh, you know, those pe- the people of North Korea, you know, I, and my understanding is you're, you're helping people that have escaped to China, get from China, you know, to, to other, you know, places in the world, correct? Correct. Yes. Um, yeah, no, thank you, Ashley, for for mentioning that. And um, it's um, it's an issue that really breaks um, uh, heart, uh, not just for me, but others, too. Uh, it's a really modern day Holocaust happening all over again in this um, uh, really country run by a brutal dictator. Um, so I think, first of all, I think of. Uh, to the extent possible, uh, this, this is such a complex, difficult issue that we need uh, as many. Um, brothers and sisters in, in faith to pray for um, these 25 million people who are in prison in this uh, prison-like state and um, uh, just praying for um, uh, their um, eventual freedom. So that's something that we, we like to ask all the believers that we run into. And, and certainly um, just uh, there are efforts uh, to try to uh, bring this awareness because a lot of the times the politics and nuclear weapons take over the issue and uh, it's easy to forget that people are there suffering. So try to bring awareness to where we can. And in fact, uh, one of our chapters um, uh, that's really vibrant is actually in University of Texas. They have a 
chapter, their link chapter, they sold um, fried Oreos for many years and, and was able to uh, raise enough funds to rescue 20 North Korean refugees. Wow. So we're very thankful for our UT Austin chapter. Uh, so we're actually in the process to try to build one at the Baylor as well. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want uh, a University of Texas affiliated chapter to be better than what Baylor can put together. That's for sure. So uh, there's there's no love lost between those two schools, at least not on my end. Uh, but but no, that's good. It's good to hear that there's some good work going on down there because because sometimes we think only only evil things come out of that that university. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. But um, no, that's awesome. Uh, so. You know, what's uh, the larger organization? Where Where is that based? Or is that based on the East Coast? Yeah, so the, the Liberty North Korea, um, its headquarter is actually in Los Angeles. Okay. We have offices in Seoul. Um, we have about uh, 30,000 uh, North Korean refugees living in, in, in South Korea. So it's yep. a, a location. There's also a shelter uh, in Southeast Asia. And uh, we have uh, people working remotely across different parts of the country. So Liberty North Korea, that's the, that's the name of the organization. If anyone wants to uh, find out more information about it, is that, did I get yeah, the name right? Liberty in North Korea. Liberty in North Korea. Okay. Yeah. I'll make sure I get the link right. And, and then I'll put it in the, uh, the podcast notes that I put on Sikkim 365 website. Um, you know, that's, that's really interesting. Um, what, you, you know, tell me about some experiences maybe with FCA going back to FCA that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, might inspire other people like, you know, what, have you seen some things personally? Uh, have you, are you involved in mentoring individuals or are you, are you, are you more on the, uh, you know, trying to, you know, uh, do this from a, you know, a board member, you know, standpoint, like just uh, raise money. Like what's, what's your, what's your driving passion for, you know, working with FCA? Sure. So I, I have been involved in both the field level, local level, trustee level. As of late, actually, I've been focused more on at the trustee level, yep. trying to uh, really uh, empower uh, our trustee team to really partner well with our leadership team. One thing uh, that I, 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 I recently noticed is that the uh, sometimes it's easy for the board members or trustee members to just become someone like a touchdown board member, meaning when things are going well, you sort of clap and you're, you're all happy but when things are not going well there's complex issues um it's it's sometimes hard to engage so the idea of trying to engage more fully uh, especially when organizations are going through big changes in growth internationally as in the case with fca so i'm the conversations we're having uh, to try to uh, increase the capacity has been fruitful one and something that requires a lot of uh, strategy and execution so that's been the area that i've been focused on as of late yeah very cool all right so your texas trip tell me about that i know you came to you know see brian at his home beautiful place uh so you, you got to meet some other baylor people did you go to the football game or did you or did you just uh, spend some time with um, the jones family and and uh just hang out with them uh you know saturday night yes yeah, so yeah unfortunately I, I missed the football game but i my first last two minutes was particularly painful <laughs> so uh, i've yeah. uh, i've had my heart uh, broken uh so anyway <laughs> better luck next game Thank um, you. For sure. But uh, yeah, we had a wonderful event. And, you know, actually, I was surprised in in, in uh, a town of Waco. There are so many people who, who had connection to uh, Korea. Um, and also th- there was a lot of uh, desire to pray for those who are poor and marginalized. So we just had a wonderful prayer session and I got to see the, the heart of the, the Waco community and then had a chance to attend 
the Antioch, Winko, yeah. yes. Brian and his family, his friends, and uh, it was just incredible worship. So um, I'm definitely going to come back to Waco for sure. That's cool. And and, and did you uh, hit any other spots in Texas, or was it just uh, uh, just Waco this this trip? Oh, so Waco, and then I flew into Dallas, and uh, some friends here in Dallas. Um, incredibly enough, uh, the Bush Institute, uh, the President Bush Center, yeah. is a huge supporter of uh, North Korean human rights, ah. and they actually have a scholarship that they give out to North Korean refugees who settle in in the states. So uh, had a really good time to just catch up with them as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Well, yeah, you, it was a, quite a weekend in Waco. I don't know if you knew this, but Bill Gates was there. He was there for wow. the opening of a visitor center. He's dating uh, the widow of Mark Hurd, who gave the money for that visitor center. So I think he was there and at the football game. And then we had uh, Jensen Co. In, in town as well. So. <laughs> Quite. Uh, no, you're very kind. Yeah, I heard about the Welcome Center. Uh, my friend told me about it. So uh, congratulations and hope that will bring even more visibility and more community to the uh, Waco and the Baylor community. Yeah, I, I've got a son that's a freshman at Baylor. Uh, I, in fact, I was spending time with him and uh, couldn't get away to, to the event, which I regret, you know, not being able to meet you face to face. But uh, hopefully one of these days I will. And, um, you know, I, I, I appreciate Brian, you know, introducing us. Now, you know, just back, you know, final, I'll, I'll cap it off with the investment stuff. Cause I, I know sure. some people may be interested in that, but, um, yeah. you know, maybe, uh, talk to people that might be interested in, in a career in finance or, um, investing or even the hedge fund industry. Like what's, uh, what's some life advice that you could give maybe, uh, some, some younger folks that are considering a, a, a career in that field. Oh, wow. That's a loaded question to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I, I mean, um, just I think uh, it's a fantastic field because uh, obviously I think things have changed, actually. Like, uh, people like yourself, Ryan, uh, I think uh, changed the culture to, for better. But I think back in the days, I remember uh, going into finance, people like, why are you going to finance? Uh, you, sh- you should go to like a seminary school. I- I've gotten those. Uh, even right. my mom thought so sure. for a while. So uh, I think the idea that was I got there and just started having coffee with them in, 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 and just try to get to know what people are doing in a culture where everybody's focused on making one more dollar better than the other guy. I think just bringing that, that sort of uh, idea of wanting to love each other regardless of where we are, I think more finance people are doing that. So it's actually changing the, the, the actual tenor of how the culture of these firms. So I think uh, it's a great time to be able to be a Christian and go to finance and continue that trend. Yeah, and and along those lines, I've 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 had conversations with Brian about this, and mutual mm. friend Jeff Taylor. You know, we we've talked about these kind of topics before. But are there any um, books or thinkers that maybe have um, influenced you on you know incorporating uh, the Christian faith with with uh, giving and stewardship? Like uh, any anybody come to mind on that topic? I mean, uh, two people come to my mind. One is uh, uh, Peter Drucker. I mean, I I love Peter Drucker, the management consultant, and I think everything he writes, he wrote, applies to uh, all the ways they with the business today. And uh, I I remember, uh, this was about 10 years ago, hearing a lecture from Britt Harris, former uh, partner at Bridgewater. Yeah. And uh, he's just, uh, the way he talked about uh, just the way life is and the right prioritization as, as you 
as you uh, make money in finance and being able to give back to the community. So I think there are a lot of mentors out there, a lot of people, a lot of great examples. Um, I mean, Julian Robertson being another one. So I, I think uh, it's a great time to follow these mentors and, and make your own mark in the field of finance. A lot of young people. Yeah, Ray Dalio with Bridgewater. I know he probably doesn't share our faith convictions, but um, mm. he, he one thing that always stuck with me that I remember him saying is uh, life is about meaningful relationships and meaningful work. And, and that's always stuck with me. And I think that's uh, something that's consistent with, with the gospel and this idea, you know, not, not necessarily to retire, you know, to, to chase some, you know, finish line concept, you know, as long as we have breath, as long as we have abilities, as long as we have time, mm-hmm. as long as we have health, let's, let's, you know, use it for God's glory and to try to, you know, uh, build the kingdom of God and, and to, you know, glorify Christ in what we do. And, you know, I think, I think that's, you know, always stuck with me. And I, and I, I like that, you know, just that thought process of, uh, you know, meaningful work, meaningful relationships, and always trying to keep that in the forefront of my mind. That's awesome, Ashley. That's a great way to live life. Yep. Well, hey, I appreciate you giving me some time. This is good stuff, and uh, definitely I think it's going to resonate with uh, some of the listeners. So, you know, thank you for giving me 25 minutes to share your thoughts on these subjects. And uh, you got, you got to, you're living an interesting life and a, and, a, and a life of meaning, so I commend you for that. So you, you told me uh, you have one son that's um, a basketball player, now he's into golf, like any other kids, or is that uh, just one, one child? Just one child, so really, uh, he's a freshman in Duke, and uh, so really, uh, I'm a newly minted uh, empty nester trying to find my way. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Uh, congrats on uh, all that you're doing, and uh, it was great to great to get to know you a little bit and, and uh, catch up with you on this podcast format. Same here, Ashley. Thank you so much for what you're doing for the Baylor community. I look forward to uh, seeing you in person next time I'm in Waco. Sounds good. Thanks, Jensen. You've Thank been you, listening sir. to an interview with Ashley Hodge and Jensen Co. Sick and bears.